It's time to stop all the lies. I don't know how many of you have heard this rumor that's been going on around town. In fact, it doesn't even matter if you heard it or not. Either way, whether you heard this rumor or not, I'm here this morning to set the record straight. I've come here this morning to tell you the truth. The truth about Santa Claus. I'm glad you're sitting down, right? Because this is going to be a bombshell. You see, rumor has it this year that Santa is the greatest gift giver of the season. Well, you want to know what I think about that? I say, yeah, right. Nice try, Kringle. No, I'm here to tell you the truth. Don't believe the lies. Here it is. Santa doesn't give gifts. Santa pays wages. That might sound strange, but think about this for a second. Let's listen to this song. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping And he knows when you're awake He knows if you've been bad or good So be good for goodness sake You better watch out I think we've heard enough. Thank you. You hear that? According to Michael Buble singing the song, Santa is watching you. He, he's, he's watching you, and, and according to the song, if you roll up your sleeves and, and fervently labor to not cry or not pout this year, and if you work really, really hard to, to be good and to be nice, then, and only then, will Santa give you a present. But if, on the other hand... You don't perform very well this year. Well, you better watch out. Why? I'm telling you why. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town, and you better bet you're going to get a big, fat lump of coal in your stocking, right? This is the truth about Santa Claus. This is the reality. This is how he operates. Santa pays wages. It's true. I don't, I'm looking around, I'm seeing faces that are unconvinced. Let me convince you just a little further. Let me ask you an important question this morning. If I have to earn my presents from Santa Claus, can I really call those presents gifts? Uh, look at the definition of the word gift according to the dictionary. So, the first is this, something presented voluntarily without payment in return as to show favor towards someone. And I like the second, 
Something bestowed or acquired without any particular effort by the recipient or without its being earned. Notice that? Gifts are something that's given that you don't have to earn. Gifts are free. Wages are what you get if you do work, right? You, you, you're given a wage. That's something earned is a wage, which simply means Santa doesn't give gifts to people. He simply pays wages. Essentially, Santa compensates you accordingly based on your performance over the past fiscal year. Your Christmas presents are essentially based on commission. You perform well, you get presents. So if you're on the nice list, you can expect some solid earnings this Christmas, right? But if you're on the naughty list, don't hold your breath. You ain't getting any presents. Everything that we get from Santa, it's based on performance. It's earned. And so let me just say, I'm just going to flatten that rumor right now. Santa Claus is not the greatest gift giver of the season. Now this morning, I want you to know there is a greater gift giver. And I'm going to proclaim him this morning to you. I'm going to encourage you, if you want to follow along, open your Bibles to the book of Romans with me. Now, if you brought your Bible here this morning, uh, you're welcome to go ahead and use that Bible. Uh, if you want to use one of the seatback Bibles in front of you, you can use that. If you don't have a Bible, a physical Bible at home, take the seatback Bible home with you. That's our gift to you. We just want you to, if you're going to take it, we want you to use it. You can also download our mobile app. Uh, we have a free mobile app on, on all the smartphone devices. It's got a built-in Bible there. It's got discussion questions on normal weeks for messages, and it's got those uh, the fill-in-the-blank handout stuff that you, for those who have a bulletin, the five people who have a bulletin in here. Uh, other, everybody else can use the app. And as you're turning to the book of Romans, I'm going to turn to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. And we rejoice, we celebrate, because, Father, uh, the Christmas season is all about your son, Jesus. And as we're going to hear this morning, Father, you have incredible news that's been given through your son, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I just pray, first of all, this morning, as we are all gathered here, that you would use me, Father, as a vessel to accomplish your purposes, Father, that you would enable me uh, to speak with clarity and boldness and conviction this morning. But, Father, also that you would just prepare the soil of all the hearts in here this morning, Father. I pray that as the word is sown, it would not fall on deaf ears or it would not fall on the wrong kind of soil. But, Father, you'd begin working and, uh, and tilling the soil in such a way that, Father, that the word that's proclaimed today uh, will make profound effect in people's lives. And so, Father, we just ask uh, for you to be here, to be present, to do a mighty work in our hearts this morning for your glory and your glory alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning I mentioned I'm going to talk about the greatest gift giver, and it's not Santa Claus. Uh, no, actually, the, the book of James in the Bible, James is the brother of Jesus, he says something to try to help us understand this. In the book of James, the first chapter, it says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. You see, the Bible clearly reveals to us that God himself is the greatest gift giver. Every good and perfect gift, it comes from him. 
And praise be to God that it's not based on our performance. Because I can tell you, I might be the pastor, I might have a tie and look like I have a little bit of my life together, but based on my performance, I would be on God's naughty list. In my nature, I cannot perform to meet God's standards. I cannot earn anything good before God. In fact, the Bible tells us that nobody here can earn anything good before God. All of us would be on God's naughty list. In fact, if you turn to the book of Romans, we're going to look at chapter 3 right now. Romans chapter 3. And if you go over to verse 23, notice what it says here. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now that means that everybody in this room, we miss the mark. We miss God's standard. We are not good enough. We all fall short of his glory because all of us are sinners in this room. In fact, if you look a little earlier in the chapter, in verse 12, notice what it says. No one does good, not even one. Nobody does good. So the truth is, you might try to be good for goodness sake, but when it comes to God, this is the reality. You're never going to be good enough. You and I will never be good enough because we're all sinners. And if God is perfect and his standard is perfection, none of us can be good enough for God. None of us can attain that. At some point in our lives, we're all going to break God's laws. And there are a number of laws, right? Do not lie. Do not steal. Do not covet. I mean, it's the Christmas season. We're seeing all these amazing gifts. I really want that. Do not lie. Do not steal. Do not covet. In fact, there are 613 laws that God gives to his people that are part of his standard. The Mosaic Law encompasses 613 different commands. Nobody can measure up. In fact, it even says in Scripture, if you break just one commandment, one law, you're guilty of breaking the whole thing. Falling short of just one area, you're guilty of breaking it all. We can't do it. We can't be good enough for God. We can't reach that standard. We all deserve to be on the naughty list. And, and you might try to hide your sin. You might go, oh, maybe God will never see this one, right? This is done in secret. I want you to know he's watching you. God sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. God knows, and he knows you're not going to be good no matter what. He sees you. He watches. He sees everything. The psalmist says in Psalm 139 this. I love this psalm. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where, where shall I flee from your presence? God, if I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the depths of Sheol, you're there too. If I, make my, or if I say, surely darkness shall cover me and the light about me be, be like night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for the darkness is light with you, God. No, we can't hide our sin. Uh, we can't hide from God. God sees everything. He's watching. And based on everything he's observed, we don't measure up. We're all on the naughty list. We can't earn anything good before God. And that doesn't mean that we don't earn something. I believe that based on our performance, we do earn something before God, but it's not something good. Something bad. If you're still in the book of Romans, turn to chapter 6 real quickly. This is where we're going to camp out for the rest of the message. Romans chapter 6. And if, if I can just encourage you 
Uh, if you're not really familiar with the Bible, this section right here is really important. So if you're going to really soak up anything, just soak up this section from Romans 6. Romans 6.23 says this. It says, For the wages of sin is death. Now the five people with the bulletin, you can put that in the left-hand column of your little insert there. Everybody else, you can use the app. The wages of sin is death. What we earn because of our sin, it's death. Now, I hate death. hate it. And there may be people in this room this morning who you've experienced the loss of a loved one recently. And maybe you're here and the holidays, which are normally a joyous occasion, now it's just marked, it's stained with pain because now it's just surfacing all these memories of, of you with the loved one over the holidays and this is just depressing. And I'm so sorry. Death stinks. It's terrible. But what's interesting is in this passage, when, when the author's talking about death, I think that he goes even further beyond just the physical death, beyond just the fact that we're all, we all die. I mean, we're all going to die someday. People get sick or people get in tragic accidents, they, they die physically. But I think what, what the author's talking about is something more. He's talking about condemnation from God, separation from God. He's talking about future judgment because of sin. Not just physical death, eternal death. If you read the book of Revelation, it talks about the second death. Right? There's eternal death, condemnation from God. Because of our sin... God being a just God who will judge righteously, he's storing up wrath for the day of judgment that's going to be poured out upon all unrighteous, everyone who's rebelled or transgressed God's law. This is what the Bible clearly teaches. Now, you might be going, whoa, pastor. This started off with Santa. We were all really excited, and now you're really heavy-handed here. Just slow it down. It's Christmas, for golly's sakes, right? We're going to leave here, and we're going to eat some great snacks, and we're going to spend time with family. We're going to sing Christmas carols and have eggnog, and, and you're talking about eternal death. Slow down, pastor. You may even be saying right now, you know, you don't really know me. I'm not that bad. You might be telling yourself that. And let me, let me just tell you that if you just told yourself you're not that bad, you're technically lying to yourself, and lying is one of those sins, and that's one more reason why you're on the naughty list, Okay? Nobody's good. We all deserve the wrath, the righteous, holy wrath of God to be poured out upon sin. This is a fact. What we earn, the wages, what we earn because of our sin is death. We've earned that. Let's see, the story doesn't end there. This is the beauty of a morning like this, right? If, if the story ended there, this would be a really depressing service, right? You would tweet that, boy, never going back to that church. Super depressing. No, the story doesn't end there. This is going to be a celebration because, thankfully, in our passage, there's a really big but, okay? And, and it's a really good, it's a really big, good but. I mean, the words of Sir Mix-a-Lot, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. Never mind. <laughs> we'll leave that. No, so the wages of sin is death, but, really, really big but here, 
The free gift of God is eternal life. How awesome is that? What we earn because of our sin, that's death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. See, a free gift is not something you earn. It's freely, graciously given. Unlike Santa Claus, God doesn't always repay us according to, the, to what we deserve. This is the beauty of this message. He's not like Santa. The psalmist says in Psalm 103, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always reprimand, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not always deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Praise God for this. God doesn't always deal with us according to what we deserve. God has provided the greatest gift of the season. It's not about what we deserve. It's not based on performance. It's not payment for good works. It's not about anything that we could possibly earn that's good before God. The gift of God is given graciously and freely. And you may go, sounds like a really good gift. Where do I go? It's not found on Amazon. It's not found in any department store around here. This gracious free gift of God is found only in one place. And here it is, the end of the verse. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the only place that you can find the free gift given by God, the giver of all good and perfect gifts. This is the only place. It's in Christ. Praise be to God that 2,000 years ago, God sent forth his son, Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, born in this little tiny stable, placed in a manger in this little town of Bethlehem. And at his arrival, the angels, they filled the night sky. And, and you had shepherds who were out tending their fields, by tending their flocks by night. And they looked at this chorus of heavenly angels singing out, praising and worshiping God, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And after the angels proclaimed this heavenly chorus, these shepherds, they went and they trekked out to go find this amazing gift. They went to go find the source of God's greatest gift, Jesus. And a couple of years after the shepherds went and found him, you had some wise men who traveled from the east 800 miles to come find him. And today, this very morning, if you've never received the gracious gift of eternal life that's found in Jesus Christ, this is where it gets good. God is proclaiming to you this morning some incredible news. You don't got to travel 800 miles to find it now. God is proclaiming it to you here in his word. He says this, if you confess with your, with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is the promise of eternal life given to all who trust in Jesus Christ alone. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hear me, people. Stop trying to earn from God that which you can never earn in your own strength. You cannot earn this gift of eternal life. Try as you might. You may have come here this morning and said, you know what, it's Christmas Eve. Let's go to church. This is the right thing to do. 
This is something good that I'll earn toward, toward, toward God. God will see this and go, oh, that's a good thing. I'm glad you did that. I want you to know it's not earning you anything. It's not earning you anything good by being here this morning. We can't earn it. We can't earn it. You can't do it, and neither can I. But see, this is where the awesome part is. Where you and I fall short, Jesus Christ prevails. Jesus prevails. He is the only one who perfectly keeps all of God's standards. All 613 of those laws, Jesus kept them. Based on his own performance, he's the only one who ever actually had his name on the nice list. You know that? If we had the two lists of God's nice list and naughty list in front of us, all our names are on the naughty list, and the nice list is real short. Jesus Christ. The only one who can keep, keep God's standard perfectly. And after suffering a brutal death on the cross for sinners like me, this same Jesus, he rose from the dead in victory. He rose from the dead and he is alive today. He conquered death. He defeated sin. And this Jesus is alive today. And I want you to know that his death is what purchased this free gift for us. You know, we talk about the free gift. It's free to us. It wasn't free to God. We understand this, right? Somebody had to pay for the free gift. It's not us. Jesus was the one who made payment. He put down that deposit when he shed his blood in our place. The wages of sin is death. What we earn because of sin is death, but the free gift of God, it's eternal life and Jesus Christ, our Lord. This season, you might be prone to thinking that Santa Claus is the greatest gift giver of the season, but I want you to know in this place, we praise God for being the greatest gift giver of the season, and we praise his son for purchasing the gift for us. He's the one who purchased our gift. So as I close this morning, just want to ask you, do you have eternal life? Have you received this gracious, free gift that God has given that's found in Christ alone? Are you trusting in Jesus Christ alone for salvation? Are you relying on his goodness? On his righteousness? Are you relying on the fact that he is your substitute who took your place on the cross, that you deserve to be on the cross, but Jesus took your punishment for you? Are you resting and trusting in that? Are you trusting in the fact that God raised him from the dead? Have you received that gift of eternal life today? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Have you received this gift? Our hope and prayer is that you have. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that during this time of year, as we celebrate the birth of your son Jesus, I thank you, Father, that what Jesus provides for us is not based on performance. At least it's not based on our performance. And Father, based on our own performance, we could never earn anything before you, Father. I thank you that you are not like Santa Claus. I thank you that you are the champion of grace. And I thank you that Jesus is the one who accomplished all that you require for righteousness and salvation, Father. Through his work on the cross, through his perfect sinless life 
through his incredible, victorious resurrection, Father, you have set in motion this plan of redemption. This Messiah that was promised for generations, Father, he has come and his name is Jesus and he's come to save his people from their sins. And this morning, Father, I just pray that you'd be at work in hearts. That if there are any in this room who don't know you, Father, don't have a relationship with you, have never trusted alone in Christ for salvation, I pray that, Father, you begin chipping away and working in their hearts and challenging them, Father, concerning their life and their future. I pray that this could truly be the greatest Christmas ever, that we could celebrate the greatest gift, Father, that's eternal life. And we know that gift is only found in your son, Jesus. And so, Father, it's in his precious name that we pray these things.